Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. So we have been examining a sickness called OCD, uh, obsessive comparison disorder. Um, and if you will allow me this morning, I'm gonna dispense with a lot of introductory stuff. I'm just gonna go right into it because we wanna get to water baptisms. But we've been uh, examining this because uh, obsessive comparison disease is deadly. Um, in fact, uh, this morning I want to, to talk to you about the fact that there's a symptom or the fruit of OCD that is no doubt um, terminal if we don't address it. The wise man, if you need to, to, to do some research on, on your own about this particular symptom or fruit, the wise man Solomon describes it like this. He says there's an end result of this symptom. He said this. He said jealousy is fierce as the grave, or another version says it like this, jealousy is as, as, as enduring as the grave. So when you are addressing OCD, we cannot overlook and you cannot ignore the symptom or the fruit that comes from it, one of which is jealousy, because it seems that it is one of the more uh, prevalent, if you will, and it is also one of the most ignored symptoms. We never talk about it, especially in church, because we just kind of, it's a dirty little secret that people get jealous of one another. And I'm going to prove to you out of scripture just real quickly this morning that that even happens to those of us who proclaim the name of Jesus. Are y'all ready? Buckle up. It's going to get tight up in here, all right? So we, we, we like to act like that as followers of Christ, we don't suffer with this symptom. And so what we do is we try to cover it up. We, we, we do things like this. We see someone get blessed and favored, and what we do is we fake smile and we talk about how so happy we are. We're so happy you've been blessed. And then we go home and we talk bad about the fact that you got blessed. And we're really angry about it because we're jealous. Now, ain't nobody going to help me this morning. Uh, we spend the next three weeks sulking that you got blessed and I didn't. I'm jealous of the fact that you got what you got. I didn't get it. Yeah, okay. So I'm just trying to help you this morning. We see someone who is more talented or more gifted than we are and in, 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 in a particular area that we want to have. And so what we'll do is in this environment, when we see them operating in their gift and their talent, we will clap for them and applaud for them and pat them on the back. And then we go home and we get angry and we begin to, to cry. And even some, some of y'all ain't like this, but some of you are because I know you, you. You even curse them in private. I just don't like that. Okay, so yeah, I'm being too real. So, so I I just came to tell you all that because uh, I just need to I encourage you this morning. You don't look good in green. All right, so here's why. Here's why we don't look good in green. Jealousy turns um, compassion into competition. If you're jealous of someone, then, then what you will do is you'll do one, one of two things. Either you'll see people as if they're below you or beneath you, and because you see them that way, you will see them as unnecessary or unworthy. But on the flip side, if you are jealous of people and you see people as if they are higher than you or, or maybe they're, they're more gifted than you, then what happens is, is that now they become the misplaced standard, check this out, and... 
They, meet, they become the mistargeted enemy. Okay, so what happens now is I, I begin to take on this idea that I have to knock them down. I know y'all, this is some other church somewhere else. We, I, I'm just talking, I'm preaching on uh, just to the online congregation today, not talking to y'all. We got to knock each other down. I've got to, I've got to outget them. I have to outdo them. I have to uh, unseat them. And so now the result of that is this. There can be absolutely no compassion in our life because it turns everything into competition. If you sing good, I got to sing better. If you preach good, I got to preach better. If you give some, I got to give more. If you serve once, I got to serve twice. I, what, what, if you pray loud, I got to pray louder. It, it, okay, so nobody going to help me this it, it, It's hard to love one another. The, Jesus says that we're to love one another. Jesus says that we're supposed to carry one another's burdens. Jesus talks about having empathy and, and, and feeling what other people feel. But I just need to tell you this morning, it is really difficult to love one another, to carry one another's burdens, to have empathy for one another if your heart is consumed with jealousy. See, see uh, I, I don't want you to play like that, the, that people near Jesus can't experience jealousy. Okay, so I want to prove to you. I want to take you to an account in the New Testament. I'm just going to mention it. You don't have to turn there. There's a couple of them. One is in Luke chapter 22. In Luke chapter 22, what takes place is uh, you see a bunch of holy men, all right? We would all, we would all attest to the fact that these men are holy. They are righteous. They are favored. They are anointed. They are the apostles, the disciples. They're sitting together and they're talking. And then a statement is made in Luke chapter 22. It says about this group of people who are around Jesus it says this about them. Now there was also a dispute among them as to which of them should be considered the greatest. Hold on just a minute. You got guys that are spending every minute, every second of the day with Jesus and they're arguing about which one is going to be the greatest. In fact, you can also read in Matthew chapter 20 about an occasion where two guys, John and James, uh, they, they're so uh, consumed with jealousy that the Bible says that they get their mom to come. Now, come on now. We're not in grade school anymore. They invite good old mom to come, and she approaches Jesus, and she says to him, hey, master, would you allow my, my son James and my other son John to sit on your right and your left hand when you come into your kingdom? The problem was the other disciples heard her request. And the Bible says in, in Luke chapter 20 that they get angry with, the, with those two guys because mama came to fight for them. Y'all don't need to mess with mama bear now. Mama bear come out the woods and hurt you. You got to help my son. And there was this spirit of jealousy that overtook people that were literally with Jesus every day. Don't get it twisted. Just because you know Jesus, just because you're in relationship with Jesus, just because you talk to Jesus on a daily basis and he talks back to you does not mean that you cannot be consumed by jealousy. So, so we're told, uh, oh, by the way, I, I just need to, to, to point this out just for your own good. I'm just trying to help you this morning. All of that that I just mentioned about the disciples proves that jealousy doesn't even have to make any sense. Have you ever experienced the fact that being jealous of other people, you may, because we just pay attention to the highlights of their life and you become jealous about, y'all do know that everything on Instagram is not true and everything they post on Facebook is not reality, right? So you're here eating up and with jealousy and envy and most of the time, and it doesn't even make sense because the truth is probably if they knew the ins and outs of your life, they would be jealous of you. 
going to have to make sense. So, so the Bible tells us, we're told in the scriptures that God is a jealous God. In other words, his jealousy it will consume us uh, because he won't share us with anyone or anything else. So if that is the case, and I believe it is, that if God is a jealous, all-consuming God, then may I submit to you that it shouldn't be too big of a stretch of imagination. It shouldn't be too hard for us to figure out this fact as well. If God's jealousy can consume us, then the enemy's jealousy can consume us as well. And I want you to take note that there is, a, uh, there is a difference in the jealousies. And this is where we differentiate between the healthiness of God's jealousy and the unhealthy side of the enemy's jealousy. And we need to apply this in our life and check the symptoms of our life because some of us are thinking we're operating in godly jealousy when the truth is, is we're operating in just the opposite kind of jealousy. And here's how we know the difference. God's jealousy is healthy for us because his jealousy is protective. But the enemy's jealousy is possessive. God is jealous for us because he wants to protect us, put barricades around our life, guardrails in our life. He's trying to protect us. The enemy brings jealousy into our life and it becomes possessive. It becomes about control. And so the truth is that too many of us are being controlled by this particular symptom. It controls our attitude. It controls our outlook. It controls our words. It controls our heart. And it is consuming us. That is jealousy birthed out of our enemy's bag of tricks. Uh, there's another aspect of jealousy that I just need to mention to you. And I don't even have time to go on to all the scriptures that prove this. I'm coming to a text. Don't worry. I am going to actually read a text. Don't worry. You religious folks, I can feel it. You're like, he ain't even read any Bible yet. I'm going to get there. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. Just hang on. You ain't gonna like it when I get there, but I'm gonna get there. <laughs> yeah, okay, so, so I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to lay some groundwork, all right? So the second thing you need to know this morning is that jealousy is a dream killer. Uh, you cannot pursue your own dream if you're pursuing or jealous of someone else's dream. If you are filled with jealousy, then here's what happens. You are going to have a really difficult time loving the calling you have. You instead are going to spend all your time and all of your energy loving the calling you wished you had. Dog, that was good. And y'all just looked at me. Some of y'all are jealous of the people on stage with the microphone, but that's not your calling. You're just jealous of that calling because they're in the lights. And so you don't have any time, any energy left, no, no ability left to pursue the actual calling of God that is on your life. Okay, let me get real practical. If you are filled with jealousy, then what will happen is you won't love the spouse, the kids, the house, the job, the car that you have. Instead, what will take place is you will be so filled with envy and jealousy that all of your time will be consumed wishing for the spouse they have the house they have, the job they have, the kids they have, and you, you fail to recognize that that is not for you. God gave you what you needed. Yeah, so, so some of you can't even accomplish your own dreams simply because you are so jealous of someone else's dream. See, so here, here we go. So, all right, religious people just go, because he's here. He's finally got here. Here's the Bible. Okay, I need to show you I just need to remind you this morning. I'm trying to help you. I need to remind you this morning of how vicious and nasty jealousy really is. 
I, I think we just pass over it and we, we don't even really pay attention. We, we act like we can live with this. Are y'all with me? Is it already up there? It's not. The, yeah, he already put it up there. So James chapter 3, verse 16, he got ahead of me. I was trying to hide it from you for a minute because I know it's going to hurt. Here it is. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, listen to this, there is disorder and every evil thing. See, y'all wished I hadn't got the Bible now. Yeah, because I need, you, I need you to understand. I need you to think about this passage for, this, for just a moment. This passage reveals just how ugly and dangerous jealousy really is. Every evil thing is the result of jealousy. I didn't say that. James said that. The Bible says that. It says that every evil thing is a result of jealousy. Okay, so jealousy is literally an entry point for the enemy to access my life. That's why I'm here this morning trying to mess with you just a little bit and make you start thinking about the symptoms of your life because you cannot act like you can just have a victorious Christian life and be everything that God wants you to be and do everything that God wants you to do if you're full of jealousy because jealousy is the launching pad. It is the entry point. It is the jump off point to all the evil things that God that, that the enemy wants to, to, to derail in your life and produce in your life. Okay, it's real quiet up in here. So, so, so um, this passage simply assures us that if there is jealousy, there will also be chaos. Some of you wondering why your life seems to be so out of order and there's disorder and chaos floating around you. People around you are calling you drama king and drama queen. The reason, the reason people talking like that around you, I would imagine, I just, I'm, just, I'm just suggesting that we need to check the symptoms. Could it be that it is a direct result, the fruit of, the, the, the seed bearing fruit of jealousy in your life? So, so, so I told you last week, if you were here last week, I held up a mirror and I've been and I told you that uh, we, we should, one of the ways we deal with OCD is that we manage our mirror. Well, this morning I want to challenge you one more step. I want you to begin to manage your doors. Because when you are in, operating in jealousy, you literally take the doorknob in your hand and you open the door and say, enemy, would you come on in and produce chaos and every evil thing in my life? So we cannot be consumed by jealousy. Here's what I need you to know and understand this morning is that jealousy is rooted in fear. See, some of y'all came in here for me to, to, to like go crazy and I'm trying to help you. Just trying to teach you how this works. Jealousy is rooted in fear. Here's what produces jealousy. I'm afraid that I will miss out if they get what I want. That's why I'm jealous of your raise because if you get a raise, then most likely they're not going to have enough resources and funds to give me a raise. So I, out of a spirit of fear, I operate in a spirit of jealousy. Uh, it's this idea that, that, that I, I fear that if that person is more talented and more gifted than I am, then they're going to get the opportunities that I wished I had. I, I'm, a, I'm afraid that, that I will be overlooked and forgotten. So the solution is this. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says this. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of sound mind. So if we are jealous, stay with me. If we are jealous, 
It is because we're operating out of a spirit of fear. But Paul says to Timothy, we have not been given a spirit of fear from our father. So if we are operating in a spirit of fear, what is the assumption that we must come to? Then we are operating out of a spirit that the enemy has produced in our life. And Paul says, you don't have to operate in that spirit because God has given you a spirit of, 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 of confidence and a strong, sound mind, an understanding of who you are, an understanding of what God has for you, an understanding that your father loves you, that he's got your best interest at heart, that he's concerned about you, that he's mindful of you, that he's watching for you. More than he watches the birds, he watches you. More than he takes care of the flowers in the field, he takes care of you. He's trying to convince you you don't have to operate in jealousy because you don't have to be afraid. So if we suffer with jealousy, and most of us do, then how do we learn to live with those around us that cause us to be jealous? Okay, I'm not going to do this, but I was really tempted to make you kind of point out somebody you're jealous of in the building. Like, man, they got their game on today. I wish my hair was as good as their hair. I wish my figure was as good as their figure. I wish my voice was like their voice. I, I would, whatever. I, so, so here's the truth. You can't escape that. So how do we learn to live with people that make us jealous? I'm, I'm trying to, how do you live with people that make you jealous? Okay, here it is. I'm going to read a passage of scripture and then I'm going to be done. There's a passage of scripture that I, I've been looking at and thinking about and pondering. And some of y'all are going to say, Steve, you're taking this way out of context. Y'all know that I'm very careful about not doing that. So I, I don't think, I even checked this with a few people to make sure I wasn't too far off. I do recognize that this passage of scripture is literally dealing with how we give offerings. So please don't get this twisted. I recognize that it is about giving. But as I begin to read it, I begin to recognize that there's a truth in here about jealousy. There is a solution in here for jealousy that we need to look at. I've never heard anybody else say this, so, so don't be jealous of me because I, no, never mind, I'm playing. Uh, I, I, just, I just think, I just think maybe, I just think maybe it's more than about just giving. I know it's about giving, but maybe it's about more than giving. Here it is. See if I'm right. Matthew chapter six, verses three and four. But when you do your giving, see, I told you it was about giving. Do not let your left hand Know what your right hand is doing so that your gift may be in secret and your father who sees you in secret will reward you. All right, worship team's coming. I need you to pay really close attention because here is the key. Here is the victory. Here is how some of y'all need to look at your neighbor right now and, and recognize that you are, you are living with the spirit of jealousy uh, regarding them. All right, all right I'm gonna wait till they get here because I, I don't want y'all to miss this. This is the key. This is the key, all right? This is gonna help you. When we read and talk about this passage, what we do is we always talk about giving and we always talk about how God rewards. But there's another truth here I think that helps us and here it is. Because, here, oh man. Mm. Our natural inclination is this. You say, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Don't play with me. I watch y'all do this all the time. I watch Steve, this guy named Steve that I have to look at in the mirror every morning. I see him do this all the time, so I know this is true. Are you ready? Here's what happens. Our natural inclination is that if I'm going to be able to beat jealousy, 
then what I must do is I have to disconnect from everyone and live separated from everyone so I'm not jealous of them. Come on now. Don't look at me like that because I know some of you. This is exactly what you do. Okay, so how, how? So this passage reveals that jealousy is defeated not by lack of relationship, but rather lack of attention. The right hand is and always will need to be connected to the left hand. Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. The right hand needs to be in constant relationship with the left hand. The left hand needs to be, if, needs to stay in tight, connected position with, I don't want to live life. Listen, my left hand, although I can't do much with it, I certainly can't dribble with it more than once, but, but, but I, I, I need to stay in, I need my hands to stay in, are you with me? So, 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 so each hand does what it does best. Each hand gives its gift, the gift that it can give, but each hand receives its own reward. reward. So my right hand can excel and shine and get applause, but my left hand doesn't have to get jealous because it isn't focused on or paying attention to what my right hand is doing. I'm preaching right now. Some of you would be able to defeat jealousy in your life if you would stay connected in relationship and get your attention off of the applause and what has happening in the life of your right-handed brother and sister because some of you feel like left-handed folks in the room and you're going, nobody's paying attention to me. Listen, we've got to stay in relationship. We've got to stay connected. But just because I'm in relationship doesn't mean I have to get sidetracked by the attention that my other hand is getting. Say, well, that doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. The Bible says that we're one body. You can't all be, you can't all be the, the elegant parts of the body. Some of you are gonna end up being the earlobe. Some of you are gonna be the, the little piggy on the on the right foot. Some of us are not all gonna be the ones that get all the applause and all the attention. And the way I live my life so that I'm no longer bound by the spirit of jealousy and I close the door on every evil thing is I allow my right hand to do what my right hand can do and I let my left hand do what my left hand can do and I never get tripped up by the fact that they're doing their thing and I focus on what God is using me to do why? because I don't look good in green and I just came to tell some of you that you need to check the symptoms of your heart this morning because what I see is I see a bunch of us walking around close to Jesus, praising Jesus, shouting to Jesus, praying to Jesus. Oh. And then I watch us in the very next breath as green as we can be. And in that moment, chaos erupts in our life. And evil things erupt in our life. And we want to blame Jesus. Or we want to blame the hand that's getting the attention. Because if they weren't getting blessed, I would be getting blessed. Instead, what we need to recognize is this. 
My attention is not on your blessing. My attention is on the blesser. My attention is not on your gift. My attention is on the gift giver. My attention is not on the one that's favored. My attention is on the one that gives favor. My attention is not on the anointed one. My gift, my attention is on the one that sends his anointing. I can celebrate their anointing. I can celebrate their gift knowing that God will give me what I need and I should be satisfied and content with that. So my, here's my question and then we're gonna pray. Are you applauding in public but attacking in private? Are you wishing for and even plotting destruction on someone because they have what you wished you had? Well, that doesn't sound very holy. Sounds like disciples to me is what it sounds like. I just need us to learn to stay connected and quit breaking relationship because we're filled with jealousy. Father, this morning I, I recognize that this is not an easy word, but it's a necessary one. I pray for the folks under the sound of my voice, those that are watching online, those that are in this building, may we do some serious heart reflection in this moment. I pray that in this moment we would push past the facade that we bring with us to church. I pray that we would push past the, the disguises that we wear when we walk in this building where we act like we're happy about everything that's good that's happening in the lives of the people around us. And then when we go home, our mouths are filled with attack. Father, may we examine our life this morning. If there's any green in us, if there's any envy, if there's any jealousy, would you do heart surgery on us right now? Would you do an attitude check on us right now? Would you help us with these symptoms in our life this morning? Would you uproot that spirit of jealousy? We manage the door of our own life today. We've been allowing the enemy to set up a, a, a throne in our life to gain access. We act like we can live with this stuff. We cannot live with this. It's as cruel as the, the grave. It's as enduring as death. So Father, in this moment, in this moment, would you kill every spirit of jealousy that exists, every, every piece of it, every little particle of jealousy. God, I get my attention off of what they're doing, what they're getting, what they're receiving, and I give my gift with the, the giftings and the callings and the anointings that you've placed in my life. I give them to you, and I don't pay attention to what you're doing for someone else. I stay connected and related with them, knowing that we need each other. Knowing that we need each other. Help us, God. Help us, God. Please, I'm begging you, help us. In this moment, set us free from this death-producing, dream-killing, compassion-killing symptom in our lives, I pray, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, 
Amen. Would you do this right now? Would you touch your neighbor and say, you don't look good in green at all, at all, at all. Pastor Andrew, will you get our guys that are going back here, my baptism guys that are going to this room, go with Pastor Andrew. The five that are going to the dream team room, if you'll go ahead and make your way that way. Ladies, Natalie, will you come and lead them? We're gonna shift gears here. This is gonna be juggling a little bit for us. Wow, y'all are fast. When did that happen? <laughs> While I was praying. Okay. Yeah, ladies, if you're a female being baptized, go with Miss Natalie right here real quick. She'll take you. We're juggling. I get it. Stay with us. We got 13 people being baptized this morning. And so while they're getting ready, it's going to take us a minute. Um, Y'all good? All right, good. Good. Uh, while we're getting ready, let me do a couple things as we transition here. First of all, um, if you're visiting with us for the first time, welcome. It's a little bit different than how we do things, uh, but that's okay. Different is good. We said a couple weeks ago, if you like church normal, this is probably not the church for you. Not right now. Uh, so we're delighted that you're here. You should have received a gift on the way in if you have not. We want you to do this on the, uh, in the seat back in front of you. There's a next step card. If you could fill that out and uh, give it to uh, the folks out at the counter uh, as you leave, then we will get the gift to you this morning. If you gave your life to Jesus this morning, we want to put materials in your hand. We don't think that this is thing, something you just do and then we never talk to you again. We want to actually help you on this journey. You can text this number that's going to pop up on the screen and just type in the word saved and we will contact you and get you materials. If you would like to serve here at Passion, you can just text the word serve and we will connect you with the right people. If it's your second time uh, of being with us, then at the back, I'll be back there as quick as I can get back there and I've got a gift for you. You don't want to miss it. It's a tasty one. Um, you don't, you don't want to miss this one. Uh-uh. Uh, you, you want this one. So uh, come and see me at the end. Um, also at the end of service, our ushers are going to be positioned in the back and you can give your offering on the way out. There's several ways to give. You can give in person, online. You can scan the QR code. You can go out to the green room. There's just a lot going on. There's an announcement video we're going to play uh, that will help you know what's happening at church and going on in the next few weeks and then we'll get ready for baptisms. Good morning and welcome to Passion Church. Let's take a look at what's happening this week. On Monday, February 21st at 7 p.m. here at the church, we will be holding a meeting and a training for anyone looking to be on the tech team. This includes sound, projection, lights, and the live stream. If you're interested in these areas, please join this meeting and training sessions. If you are older than 65 years old, then we have a special meal coming up for you on March 6th after second service. This will be a great time full of good food, friends, and a very special announcement, so please be there. Ignite students, you are encouraged to go to the Fresh Fire Retreat on March 11th through the 13th. Pastor Warren Beamer will be speaking, and one voice from SEU will be leading worship. Parents, there are scholarships available if you need them. It is $25 for your student to attend, so please get with Pastor Andrew if you need any help in that area. We hope to see your kids there. Again, we want to thank you so much for joining us here at Passion Church. We hope to see you again next week.
All right, so let me just uh, insert this real quick. The first youth retreat that I ever hosted as a youth pastor, um, uh, way back, way y'all don't even know how long ago, the first speaker at our uh, retreat was Pastor Warren Beamer. For those of you that have been uh, here with us very long, you've heard Pastor Warren, and you know you're going to be blessed. I want to encourage you on March the 13th, that's a Sunday, there will only be a 10 a.m. 10 a.m. service, so we're just going to pack up in here, and we're going to have uh, a lot of worship together and hear a great word. Are you ready, Pastor Andrew? All right, so... Right, so first one, and we got Cody coming in, and so this is Cody. So Cody, have you given your life to Jesus? Are you going to serve Him forever? We're excited about what God is doing in your life, Pastor Andrew. You're not going to bother us. Just This is a big deal. Lane, have you given your life to Jesus? Lane, have you given your life to Jesus? Going to serve him forever. Amen. All right, go ahead, Andrew. Have you given your life to Jesus? Are you excited about living for Him? All right, Pastor Andrew.
life to Jesus, ready to live for Him forever. All right, Pastor Andrew, this is a good day, y'all. Jesus, Tara, you're living for him. He lives in your heart. Doesn't he? I, do I even need to ask? Look at that face. Come on. Come on, Pastor Andrew. Monica. So Monica, have you given your life to Jesus? Are you ready to live for him? From this day forward, never turn him back. All right, Andrew. Jesus love Jesus I've seen a huge change in you already aren't you excited about living for him yeah come on Andrew about living for Jesus? Are you, this is a new day, isn't it? Never going back. Never going to be the same. Going to live for Him forever. All right, come on, Andrew. Are you excited about living for Jesus? You're gonna live for him, aren't you? Paul's kind of quiet, but Paul's deep. You're going, you're going places with Jesus, right? Yes, sir, come on, Andrew.
excited about Jesus at all, are you? Did you see? He's crazy. This guy crazy about Jesus. You love Jesus, don't you? He's got all of your life. Can't go back anymore. Hey, the call of God is without repentance. You can't go back on it anymore. You're never going to get away from it. All right. He's living for Jesus. Come on, Andrew. tendency to give and give and give and wonder sometimes if there's any fruit from what we're giving and giving is not just about money giving is about my time it's about giving my heart it's about giving uh, my giftings so if you're here this morning I want you to see this because if you haven't figured it out uh, that's 10 Hope Center guys by the way there's a revival happening at Hope Center um they, they, they arrive, and within about 24 hours, the Holy Spirit gets a hold of them. There's some cool stuff happening. There's a revival going on in Hope Center. But I want you to know you had a part in this. This would have never happened if you, hadn't, if you are not giving, not serving. So let's do this. If you have given towards the Hope Center, whether that was 10 months ago or just even recently, would you just raise your hand? Yeah, look at that, look at that. Now, if, if you have served, that means devotions, that means cooking food for, that means uh, mentoring, that means in any, at, at the national office, in any way, shape, or form, if you have worked with volunteering for Hope Center, would you raise your hand right now? Look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. I want you to know so you don't ever doubt it. God is using what you're giving and it's making an eternal difference in the lives of not only men, but the ladies that are connected to these men and their children and their children's children. God is, Father, we thank you because we give you all the glory, all the honor, all the credit. We're just the vessel that you use, the channel that you use to get good things to good people. 
And we just pray that this would just be the, the first fruit of the incredible impact that you're making in the lives of men and women that are going to turn families and generations and communities around. I pray that we would walk in this with humility and grace. No, no comparison, no jealousy at all. And we will celebrate the good things that you've done in our lives today and that you're going to continue to do. And we break the curse of addiction and brokenness and sickness off the lives of your people. May we walk in wholeness from this day forward. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. And everybody shout it for the glory of God. You to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.